Drink water, check. <coughs> Clear throat, check. Test microphone, check. Close cabinet, check. You're listening to Tripod, the trilingual podcast in its English version. If you're passionate about the miracle of human language and human voice, you've reached your destination. Are you an Egyptian colloquial Arabic learner, a modern standard Arabic learner, a classical Arabic learner, an Arabic learner anyways, any other language learner? You've reached a new world. Well, a new language is a new world. Welcome to... Work like an Egyptian. Rather, talk like an Egyptian. Thank you everyone for joining. The, this is uh, the second session from Talk Like an Egyptian podcast, which is Talk Like an Egyptian club rooms recording. This is the second time, so we will be discussing and continuing chapter one, which is Kida, from the book Talk Like an Egyptian. Uh, last time we gave a very brief introduction to learning Arabic in general. Main things about the Arabic language, the, the three levels, we, we covered the classical Arabic and then the modern standard Arabic and then the colloquial Arabic with all its variances. And the most common colloquial Arabic is the Egyptian colloquial Arabic. And how should every uh, learner be kind of goal-oriented? Why do you need to learn this language? I know that some people uh, are learning languages just for like as a mental workout, which is great. But some people are uh, learning a certain language for a certain purpose, so they have to really know which level they should choose. Should they go for the classical, should they go for the modern standard, or should they go for a certain colloquial? And we mentioned that the colloquial Arabic, uh, the Egyptian colloquial Arabic, when non-Egyptian uh, colloquial Arabic speakers learn it, they learn the standard, which is the Kyrene accent. Talk like an Egyptian is... Uh, a book for intermediate ECA learners, Egyptian colloquial Arabic learners, and uh, it's tackling the key idiomatic expressions uh, that will help any learner sound more natural in, uh, in Arabic. Uh, for those interested, the book is available on Amazon as a paperback copy and as an ebook on lingualism.com. Now, last time I sent you the link to uh, the blog, which was taken from the same chapter, Kida. Kida is one of the most uh, high-frequency used uh, idioms. And last time we talked about the variant meanings and layers of Kida. So we will do a very, very quick recap. So like we said last time, Kida is, is one of the very high-frequency word and expression that is uh, used in everyday speech, but it is unique to the Egyptian dialect. It is related to the modern standard Arabic word, Hakada. Like we said last time, we remove the h and we transform the the sound into d. It has been transformed from kada to kida, but it takes on a range of idiomatic meanings on its own and in phrases. Many learners make the mistake of translating like this literally as zayda, but this only works if you mean such as so and so. If you mean to say this way or in that manner then you should use kida. And this is the, the broad meaning and usage of kida. This is the very first meaning we covered last time. 
And then we mentioned um, how sometimes we use it as a softener or a kind of filler, which we can say that it's almost untranslatable, but it's just a filler or it softens the sentence a little bit. So, le basse kida yamadem. Actually, it's, it's pretty much the same as le basse yamadem. No big difference. And then uh, we went to the third usage, which was just like in English when we say, I said so, I did so, in order to avoid repeating the reported speech, you know. So kida can refer back to something that has been just mentioned. And also the fourth, uh, the fourth usage was an enthusiastic kida, often accompanied by a thumbs up or a body language, you know, signal describing something or, or, or someone as great, super perfect. And I remember last time, I think Erika made the avatar photo of Kedda. <laughs> Ken Kedda. It was super. So Kedda referring here with an enthusiastic tone and mostly and most probably will be accompanied with a thumbs up or something or a body gesture that will give that meaning that it's, it was super, it was perfect, undescribable. And I think this is the last usage we stopped uh, last time, and we mentioned that uh, today, inshallah, we will be tackling the other usages of kida. So let's start with mish kida. We will go first to mish kida, and then kida kida, and then kida u kida, and then kida wala kida, and then ala kida, and the uh, approximation kida, and then we will wrap up. So we will be done with chapter one and pretty much uh, most of the common usages of kida. So let's start with mish kida, which is in the blog. Uh, you will find it like uh, the second usage. We skipped it last time. Last time I preferred to go through all the things that, ha that all the different layers of meaning of just, ki you know, of kida alone with a single utterance. Mishkida functions as a question tag at the end of a sentence, meaning, right, isn't that so? Uwiju, maybe, and Eric. So can you, uh, can you read the, uh, the mini dialogue in this, in this um, uh, usage? I'm just saying, or I assume, literally it means I'm saying, but it gives the impression of a suggestion, or I assume, I think it would be better to do this and this and that. Okay, now this is a pretty long sentence. So, I assume, or literally I say, but it means I assume, or I suggest, we pass by... Muhammad, and we know that Muhammad is the Arabic name. The Egyptian colloquial pronunciation of this name is Muhammad. Okay, Muhammad is the modern standard Arabic pronunciation of the name. In Egyptian, we say Muhammad, unless we are talking about Prophet Muhammad, we uh, we never use the, the Egyptian pronunciation of the name. So we would always say Sayyidna, our master Muhammad. We would do it with a mu, a meme with a dhamma. But in everyday speech, anyone talking about any person talk, uh, named Muhammad, apart from the prominent Islamic figures, we would say Muhammad, 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 Ya Muhammad, Amm Muhammad, Muhammad Rah, Muhammad Gah, and so on. Or Muhammad Gih in, in Kairin, to be more precise. Yes. 
to say about this um, Mohammed. Okay, and I can translate, no problem. Okay, so let's translate this. Meryem was saying that in the Turkish language as well, they have Muhammad, and they, they in, in Turkish they tend to phonetically change the D, because in the Turkish language, no word, phonetically speaking, can end with a D sound. So it's, it's often transformed into T. So Muhammad... When they say it with this pronunciation, they only refer to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. However, when they want to call someone uh, after Prophet Muhammad, they would give him the name Mehmet, which is another form, but they do it. Now here, the cultural background of it is different and the purpose is different. I'm, I'm going to explain why. Now, the Turks really show a great respect to Prophet Muhammad. So if they want to call one of their kids Muhammad, they wouldn't call him Muhammad with this original or authentic pronunciation, not to, because kids will be insulted, maybe will be, you know, uh, shouted at and so on. So not to be, let's say, ya Muhammad ya kaza, you know, insulting him. So, or speaking to him in an ill way or in an angry way, because that's, that's probably something that's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, you will, you will definitely say something negative about someone called Muhammad or Muhammad in that sense. So to avoid uh, linking any negative or ill speech to the um, sacred name of Muhammad, they avoid this by calling their kids Mehmet, which is like, I'm calling him after Prophet Muhammad, but with a different uh, version of the name to avoid this link linkage, if that makes sense to you. Now, the thing is with Egyptian Arabic, it's different. Uh, in proper Arabic, it has always been Muhammad the modern standard Arabic, Fusha, Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. And people kept on calling this name. The Turks really have their own touch of, of showing respect to religious figures. And this is something I've learned firsthand. They always, like, like this, this is a very great example of, of, uh, of respecting Prophet Muhammad. Now, guess what? Most Arabs and everyone else, uh, pretty much every Muslim, would love to call their kid Muhammad after Prophet Muhammad. But they would never even think about that possibility that, oh, but I might be shouting at my son named Muhammad. So they go really the extra, extra mile. The Turks really go the extra, extra mile in showing respect to Prophet Muhammad by adding this. And this is something very special to the Turkish language and the Turkish culture. Now here, what I'm explaining is that in the, in the Fusha, in, in the modern standard Arabic, the proper pronunciation of it is Muhammad. But since we tend to soften and make any pronunciation much easier, you know, in the Egyptian colloquial Arabic, we've, we've transformed it into Muhammad. Just like Hussein has become Hussein, you know, and so many other names like this. Tariq has become Tariq. We say Tariq and so on. 
when we speak about Prophet Muhammad, it's not, it's kind of doesn't sound natural to the ear to say Sayyidina Muhammad. No, Muhammad is for the everyone. We say to anyone called Muhammad, anyone called Muhammad. But when we talk about Prophet Muhammad, we tend to use the proper pronunciation of the name, which is something that we do subconsciously, by the way. Unlike the Turks, they consciously and intentionally call their kids with a different version of the name to avoid any uh, negative or ill speech linked to the original and authentic pronunciation of Muhammad, which is really interesting. Thanks for this, uh, for this the, comment. I, I noticed that uh, there are also other versions of Muhammad, or Muhammad and also a, a sentence in, in your book with Mahmoud. Is this uh, like uh, another version or is a completely different name. Uh, it's a completely different name, but it's uh, one of the because Prophet Muhammad's name means the the praised one. Muhammad comes from Hamd when you praise someone and thank them. However, we have Ahmad, which is the past adjective form of the same name, and we have Mahmud, and we have Hamid, and we have Hamed. We have so many okay, derivatives. Yes. By the way, Hamad, we know that Prophet Muhammad has other names so he has been called Ahmad he has been called Mahmoud Mustafa Mustafa means the chosen one or the pure what the purified one and so on so he has other names but his original name that he was known for the other names we can say like you know like another name that they are known for but their original name is X but they have another name this is even common in in the Arab culture uh, for example, and, and in even historical and Islamic prominent figures, you would say Ibn Taymiyyah, for example, that's a great scholar. You would say Ibn al-Qayyim, the son of so-and-so. That's his, the name that he, uh, like, that's his title or, uh, how can I say that? Laqab, oh my God. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the word. The nickname. I think nickname is inappropriate in that sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, nickname is yeah. Muhammad being transformed into Hamada, you know, something like that. So, well, I think, I don't know if it has, I think what Uwiju said, but I'm not really, uh, can you say the word again, Uwiju? What you just said? Yes, I, I, well, you said Ibn uh, something. Mm -hmm. and I know Ibn or Bin is like son of. So I believe it's something to do with family and patronymic na uh, name. That's like another way, that's name. another form actually of calling this. This is also um, is, is, is popular in Arabic. Like uh, you would call someone Ya Abu Fulan or Ya Umm Fulan, mother of. We, we sometimes you will be known for your kids' names or that you are the son of so and so, and this will be your second epithet, surname, title. I think title would be the closest. Uh, here we have laqab as laqab ihtiram, for example, uh, a polite way to address someone, a popular name serving identify a person. And we have the kunya. Kunya in, in proper Arabic is the other name that, all, that, that is usually uh, starting with Abu or Um, Fulan and Fulan. Let's say I have a kid named Karim. So I will be, my kunya would be Um Karim, the mother of Karim. Back in time, in, in, in the early generations, the Arabs had a very great pride in their children, in their offspring. So they would sometimes be known for their kids. You are Abu so-and-so. They had great pride in their kids. And sometimes you would be known for, you are the son of so-and-so. And guess what? Ibn Taymiyyah actually is known for the name of his mother, for example. Sometimes you're known for the name of your father. So this is the title, the, the famous title that you have. But your original name that you were born with might be Muhammad, might be Hassan, might be something else. 
you know, like the first name that you were given at, uh, at birth. So this is one thing. Uh, so we, yes, Prophet Muhammad was born with the name Muhammad. This, this is his first name that he was born with, which means the praised one. Upon receiving the, the message and becoming a prophet and so on, he has uh, taken other titles or other, uh, like we said, these Al-Qab, that he is Al-Mustafa, the purified one. He is also Ahmad, Mahmoud, and so on. So technically, they are other names. But uh, when it comes to Prophet Muhammad, he has these names as well, you know, from the same, uh, derived from the same root word, Hamad. So back to the example. That, that was <laughs> a long, uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, we're meeting maybe only on, on Arabic names. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe we can do this at some point because they're really interesting. But speaking of, I was just mentioning that how we naturally don't say Muhammad when we speak to Prophet Muhammad. Usually we would say Muhammad to anyone called Muhammad. But when we talk about Prophet Muhammad, so we would say it with the mu, with the proper pronunciation. And what Maryam added is really uh, worth mentioning because they even go the extra, extra mile, not even calling their kids with this name. To begin with. So, أنا بقول نعدي على محمد بالليل. بعد الغداء أحسن. أحسن means better. مش كده. Wouldn't it? Isn't that so? Right? It gives all the meanings of the question tags. آه يكون أحسن برضو. Yes, that would be better. So this is the, the usage of مش كده. So كده when preceded with مش, it gives the meaning of a question tag. Kida kida, when we repeat the word kida kida, it means anyway, in any case. Yes. Okay. Tahib, would you like to? Tahib comes from hub, of course, which means love, but when we say it, we use it also to give the meaning of would like English. Would you like to? Tahib tiftar. Would you like to have your breakfast now or when everyone is is up? Walla or, but walla is only used as a question or. When we say uh, or in the sense of an affirmative sentence, a normal affirmative sentence, we use أو. So or in a normal sentence it's أو. In a question in a question sentence it's ولا. Would you like to have your breakfast now? تحب تفطر دلوقتي now or ولا the question or لما when كله كله referring to كله literally means all of them but it's it's referring to everyone else you know according to the context of the conversation. Or when everyone is up. So he said, لا لا ما, or لا ما تعملوش حسابي. Don't count me in. يعمل حساب. We can say that this is like an idiomatic expression in itself, which means uh, to count me in, to put me in consideration, bear in mind, like اعمل حسابك الجو النهاردة شتا, you know, or الجو النهاردة ساعة. Or يعمل حساب to someone which means to uh, show respect or to be uh, pretty cautious with someone. اعمل حساب ل someone. That's also another usage of the, of the same uh, expression. Can I ask a, a short question regarding the pronunciation of la? Sure. In the, 
second sentence. Uh, I see it, it hasn't got a Hamza. Uh-huh. I, I also saw some versions with, with Hamza. So in this case, we will still pronounce it like la. Well, here it's la la la. You know what? Like like we said last time, with no, we say la without a Hamza. We say la with a sukun Hamza and we say la, you know, with a shadda Hamza sometimes. Here, because it's starting with a sentence, you would la ma ta'amilush hisabi. It can be uh, read in that way. La ma ta'amilush hisabi. But here, I, I would rather go that when you find a hamza, you either say it la or la. But when you find it without a hamza, then it's it's more accurate to say it la without a hamza sound. Okay. Okay. So I I thought that in dialect it's always with a hamza after it. No, sometimes it's it's used without a hamza. And sometimes we even when we when we want to say no 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 la 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 you know we 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 drop the hamzat. So la matemelush hisabi ana kida kida soim. When we when we repeat kida twice kida 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 I will do so and so kida kida I'm doing this anyways. So here he's telling them just don't count me in I'm fasting anyway don't bother. I'm not going to be having breakfast with you nor now nor when everyone is up anyways because I'm fasting. So la 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 matemelush hisabi ana kida kida soim. The next uh, expression coming from kida also is kida wikida which has a very interesting meaning. The expression kida wikida is used as an adverb to show that something is done as a ruse, pretending, deceiving. Like not really not seriously. Uh, we can have Eric and Uijo this time. This is how how it's but guess what? This is like if you, you will pronounce it letter by letter, Egyptian Arabic speaking, but when we speak, we even merge both and we say because uh with a uh afterwards it's a bit hard. So we just merge merge them both and say hayo'ud or hayo'ud. Hayo'ud. We just like with a shadda as if it's a'in with a shadda. Hayo'ud hayo'ud yirghi or hayo'ud yirghi. Hayo'ud. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we go ahead. Um, Okay, now here it says like to wrap it up, you know. means to close. Uh, it gives the meaning of you, you, you just, you know, end the, the conversation quickly. You just want to wrap it up and, and, you know, it describes the conversation, not the call itself, the call duration, you know. It means to hang up. When we say hang up. Here, it's giving the impression that you want to feel like you want to wrap it up and you know end this conversation, but you can't. You can't just find a way out. Now here's the what it says. If I pick up, like answer his call, he'll talk for two hours. But we say satin. Uh, we don't mean it literally, like two hours. Oh my God! If I pick up, he'll just keep talking and talking and talking for like two hours, meaning he'll just speak for hours and I won't be able to get away. What should I do now? So, Bih is suggesting, Ruddali, okay, answer, pick up. Wishuf, see if he needs something important. Lawayiz, haga muhimma. 
Maybe he needs something important and he's not going to be talking for hours. And if you want or if you would like, if you want to wrap it up and just, you know, I'll make a, I'll make a camouflage so that you can run away from this call. If you want to end the call, just give me a signal. Shawirli means point to me or give me a signal, something like that. I will just go and ring the doorbell as if someone's coming. So this will be a good alibi to just end the call. You know, it would be a, a, a good excuse to end the call. Now, is the, 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 the doorbell ringing in reality? No, it's because she's faking it or he's faking it. Number B. Yeah, I have a quick question. Sure. Um, so when you say, um, when it goes like, is that like, literally like, hanging up, but is that like the sign of trying to wrap it up? If that makes sense? Ouija was reading, was reading it and said at first, تقفل. تقفل, it gives a neutral meaning of hang up, you know? But here in this sense, when she said تأفل, it's like, you know, if, if I'm working in an office and then my boss passes on, يلا أفل الشغل, like wrap it up, come on, أفل, like it gives the meaning of wrap it up, let's just end this work, end this day, you know, to wrap up. So he or she, he or she number B, is, is telling him if you would like to wrap it up to end the conversation quickly. It gives this meaning of you know, uh, wrap it up versus end, a neutral end versus wrap it up. You know, you just want to get it done quickly and, you know, wrap it up and just leave, you know. Or here in this context, it would be wrap it up and just wrap up the conversation with him to be able to end the call literally. You know what I mean? So this is the, the yeah, this is the very uh, layer of meaning added by just تأفل, by just stressing the ف. تأفل is, is a verb, تأفل is another verb. Like tifil is lock. I'll give you another example used even literally with physical things. Uh, when I say ifil al bab or like ifil untanazil, like lock the door when you're when you're going out. But when I say tafil untanazil, it gives the meaning of shutting all doors, like two locks and so on. Just go the extra mile in locking everything, like locking windows, locking you know everything. Tafil shaa wenzil. Tafil shaa. It gives the meaning of closing all the windows, all the you know. Uh, the portals and everything. But iqfil, it just gives the meaning of, okay, the main door. You know what I mean? I am uh, I am on, under the impression that if someone doesn't use uh, tashkil, uh, wouldn't know this nuance. It wouldn't make much difference to the meaning, but the now that it has this tashkil, then then uh, I should have, you know, like, I, I, I felt the need to point this out. But this different layer of meaning wouldn't be clear without, without the tashkil, yes, true. Shukran. Um, can I can you know what um, shawirli means one more? Shawir, means to point. For example, shawirli ala al fein or al mahal fein or al bank fein, and so I point with my finger. This is this is what it means. Here it gives the meaning of give me any signal. Like shawirli, like give me any body signal. And and that and then I will do this camouflage so that you can get away from this call. Shawirli, just give me a signal. It doesn't have to be pointing finger. It can be just like this, you know. Or he can just point to the door or something like that. So shawir it means to point with your finger, or to give a a, a signal with in, in this in this context it means to give a signal with your hand or something. 
In a question, when, when used, this is the next usage, in a question, kida walla kida means this way or that way. Like this or like that. And let me read alif tarha kida walla kida. Like we said, walla is only used with questions. La kida ahla. Should I wrap the headscarf like this or like that? And here it mentions, no, this way is better. But in a statement, so in a question, it gives this meaning. Uh, like this or like that. But in a, st in a statement, in a normal sentence, kida walla kida means either ways. It's fine. It doesn't make much of a difference. Now, you might feel like it's, it's close to kida kida, but kida kida means anyway, in any case. But when I say kida walla kida in a statement, it means either ways it's the same. Uh, here in this example, we, we have tiftikri azi silimen. Again, this is another, uh, another example of how we transform the, the, the proper diacritics of a name. Actually, the, the, the name is Sulaymen in proper Arabic, in Fusha Arabic, but in Egyptian we say Silimen. Do you think I should express my condolences to Solomon with a phone call? Or a visit would be better. كده ولا كده either way there's no need to ملهاش لازمة it's been a while الوفاة عدى عليها كتير the death event عدى عليها كتير a lot of time like a long time has passed since the death so it has been a while since the death بلاش تقلب عليه المواجع and this is another idiomatic expression that we use ما تقلبش المواجع don't just bring all the pain up you know like uh, don't just stress on, on, on the pain It, 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 there's no use of doing this now. It's been a month ago, so don't just um, awaken his morning or something like that. This is pretty much all about kida walla kida. In a question, it means like this or like that as a real question, or uh, in, in, in a statement, it means either way. Next is ala kida, which means in that case or if so. Al khamis al gay al gay sita October. October. I don't know how if the, if the pronunciation is correct. Al-Khamis, we, we don't say Al-Khamis. Al-Khamis is the more proper, uh, like modern standard uh, pronunciation. In Egyptian, we say Il. Al-Khamis, Al-Gay, or Al-Gay, both are correct. But here it's, it's uh, written as Al-Gay. Sitta, October. Next uh -huh, okay. Thursday is the 6th of October, which is a national holiday in Egypt commemorating the, uh, the victory of the Egyptian army against the Israeli army in 1973 and regaining back the Sinai Peninsula. Can I say it one more time? Sure. Can I try again? Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Yes. Correct. Luigi, go ahead. Nitla. يومين نغير نغير اوكي نغير it would give a totally different meaning نغير means to be jealous يغير you know to be jealous of but here نغير from changing نغير جو it means like um, we say like I want to go somewhere أغير جو literally it means to change the atmosphere change the ambience I just want to go like for a, for a, for a, for a vacation or something for a holiday So here it's just number one, الخميس الجاي, next Thursday, is the 6th of October, which is an official holiday. Really? In that case, since the weekend in Egypt is on Friday and Saturdays, 
In that case, we can go away somewhere, like have a short holiday. Thursday, you know, do a merge. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's, that's a long weekend that we can travel somewhere and, and have a holiday, you know. Uh, we can go away somewhere over the long weekend for a couple of days for a change of pace. As in English, okie dokie. So, in that case, in that case, if so, then we can do so and so and so. The next usage is the exclamations ba'akeda or with this tone, exactly with this tone, ba'akeda or heya It gives, oh, is that the way it is? Okie dokie, you know, something like this. Now, it, it's, it's, it's usually used in a, in a joking manner. Ba'olake, you know what? Hey, you, you know? Enta khalas, ma ba'esh lik lazma. You're a lost cause. Ma ba'esh lik lazma, you are of no use anymore. Ana hakhrug ana wisamih bas. I'll go hang out just with Samah. Winsibak ba'al wahdak. And leave you to yourself. Nisibak, we will leave you. Ba'a, here, untranslatable filler. لوحدك ونسيبك بقى لوحدك ونسيبك لوحدك pretty much the same ونسيبك لوحدك by yourself because it's like this is a friendly conversation with a joking tone between friends you know what oh, I've just had enough with you, with you man I'm, I'm, I'm not going out with you anymore I'm just going with سامح because you're a lost cause بأكيدا hmm so that's the way it is ماشي fine tomorrow you shall regret it darling now this is the literal meaning of بكرتندم يا جميل Uh, this is also, we use it, literally, it means, tomorrow you shall regret it, darling. Ya gamil. Okay, sweetie. But this exact line is taken from, I think, an old movie or something. Bukra uh, tindam. Sorry, that's, that's a typos. Cool. It should be tindam, not tindim. Okay. Bukra tindam is a famous line from an old movie often said to make someone feel that they're going to regret it later. The next usage is the approximation, when it gives the meaning of approximation um, after number. When kita follows a number or two consecutive numbers, it gives the meaning of approximation. Kam wahid min sohabak ma'ik? How many of your friends are traveling with you? Kam wahid, how many? Min sohabak, from your friends, of your friends, ma'ik? will travel, are traveling, in a future, sen- in a future tense, ma'ik, with you. Around four or five. When I said it gave me the meaning of approximation. We haven't confirmed yet. Okay? How many will come to the party? Yigi is also used to give the approximation. We can also use also. Sometimes it's used to give the same sense of approximation. See here, it said, So this is the first approximation when it comes to the girls. He used the word yigi, which means around. And about two or three boys. Okay? So these are the ones that, will, that are coming to the party. Yigi also shows approximation and is interchangeable with hawali or bita'a. So here I can say, يجي ثلاث أربع بنات حوالي ثلاث أربع بنات بتاع ثلاث أربع بنات or ثلاث أربع بنات كده. Okay. So كده is coming when it comes after the number, after two or three numbers. ثلاث أربع usually two numbers. It gives the meaning of approximation. In this case, we couldn't say يجي ثلاث أربع بنات وكده ولدين ثلاثة. 
yes yes with kida it has to come after the two numbers and it usually comes after numbers يجي ثلاث بنات i can say يجي 10 بتاع 10 بتاع 7 حوالي 7 حوالي 10 i can say it with a, with a single number but it, it it's not a fixed number it's approximate an approximate number but when i use كده يعني 10 كده i can say it this way around 10 it it follows the number it doesn't come before the number but يجي or بتاع or حوالي it has to come before the number so this is a good example this is a good line to to give all the uh, Uh, possible scenarios for approximation. The last mini dialogue, which is also under the approximation, however, with ours. Uh, who would like to read and to wrap it up? Naafil. Ana usiga. Nitabel bukra kam. Ana ana sabakida. Okay. Nitabel to meet bukra tomorrow. Kam when? Here it means kam as in when, not kam as in how mu- how many. When shall we meet tomorrow? Ala sabakida. Now you can see that ala is it. It can be omitted. Sabakida, but it would make more sense to add a, another layer of approximation around seven. So ala before hours also shows approximation. That's speaking of approximation. So this is pretty much all about uh, kida. Let's go one more time, wrapping it, uh, recapping, sorry, uh, wrapping up, yes, na'afil. And uh, by recapping all the uh, different usages of kida, like we said, we have the general meaning, the single kida. Let's start with the single kida. We have the general meaning, which means this way or in that manner. Heya shagara betetrisim kida, aywa, kida, mazbut. And we have the mishkida that we have covered today, which gives the meaning of a, of a question tag at the end of a sentence, right? Isn't that so? Isn't it? Wouldn't it? You know, in English, a question tag has as many, uh, like, forms. But mishkida, that's just, as in the Turkish Maryam would relate, the yilma, it's just that sim- uh, simple, added at, at, uh, at the end of any sentence. And then kida uh, as a filler or a softener, And then we have the enthusiastic kida, which means super, and often said with this tone, la can kida, you know, with, with, a, with, with such an enthusiastic tone, and uh, mostly accompanied with a thumbs up or, uh, or a body uh, signal giving the same sense. And then we have the kida kida, kida kida meaning anyways, kida kida so and so and so. In any case, in any way, I'm, I'm not doing this anyways. And it can be uh, placed uh, anywhere in the sentence. Kida kida nasayim, anasayim kida kida. Both are correct. And then we have kida with kida, which gives the meaning of a camouflage or pretending. You know, I will, I will act as if I'm sleeping, but kida kida. Like in the, uh, in the, in the conversation, we, in, the, in the dialogue, we have... discussed I'll pretend that the doorbell is ringing and then we have in a question it means this way or that way and so on but in a statement it means either ways like in the mini dialogue of the condolences it's, it's of no use either way it's of no use and then we have So and so and so. And it gives the meaning of in that case or if so. Next Thursday is the 6th of October. If that's the case, in that case, if so, then we can have a long weekend and so on. 
And then we have the exclamation ba'akeda or heya ba'itkeda, which is mostly used in a joking manner. It can be used in a, in a serious manner. Ba'akeda, tamam. Also in a fight. Let's say uh, partners are, are like uh, in a tense tone. Let's say partners are, are in a meeting and we're, we're no longer sharing these details with you anymore. You, you better be a silent partner, for example. Ba'akeda, okay, I'm taking out my money. I'm taking out my share. Something like that in that sense. Uh, is that the case? Fine. <laughs> you know, just wait for it. It gives this uh, uh, tone as well, it, it, this feeling as well. So it can be used jokingly or it can be used uh, seriously, and it gives this meaning. And then uh, we have the approximation, kida, following the number, one number or two consecutive numbers, as mentioned. And we, speaking of approximation, we have also covered yigi, betea, haweli. Ala with hours, all uh, preceding the number and giving approximation. Uh, of course, we have uh, we have come across other uh, idiomatic expressions. This is pretty much everything about kida. Um, I'm suggesting that next Saturday we can go with bitea or how about how about malish or bitea? Who goes with malish? I go with malish. Go with malish. And who would like next Saturday to be uh, on Bitea? I'm going with Malish. Okay, so that's uh, Malish. Then, Malish, we will be discovering um, the different usages and layers of Malish. So go ahead and uh, practice some Egyptian Arabic and see you next Saturday, inshallah, same time. Thank you so much, Allah. Thank you so much, Allah. It's my pleasure. It's Thank you for listening to Tripod, the trilingual podcast in its English version. You don't have to like, share, or repost. And we don't have to ask you for this. Just do what you feel like you want to do. Looking forward to having you back.